This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. Free Odyssey app. The workday is coming to an end. It is 5 o'clock. I will see you all tomorrow. But Quinn and Chris are just getting started. Sports talk it is. Your host, Tony Quinn Jr. This will be, oh my gosh, I got to take a picture of this bird flying underneath the <laughs> I love this. This is just amazing. And Chris Ello. Everybody the old 1920 the style Padre ballpark. <laughs> you can get it for a nickel. Get yourself some hot nuts at the Padre <laughs> Ballpark. It's time to get you up to speed on all things sports. Yes! 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 With plenty of nonsense in between. Oh, look! Here comes our fearless producer! Gwen and Chris starts right now on 97.3 The Fan. And now Bradley attacking... Dishing, shot, good! Parrish! 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 Micah Parrish, that is. Thank you very much, Micah Parrish. Uh, drilling a three out of the left corner. It happened with 2.2 seconds remaining last night, and it gave the Aztecs a thrilling 72-69 victory over UC Irvine. Welcome into the program, everybody. Gwen and Chris for a Wednesday get-together. Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr., and Frank Marchese sitting in for the uh, idol Matt Scraby today. I've been hanging out with Tony for a couple of days. He's the one with a scratchy throat on Monday and Tuesday. Somehow you transferred it to me for Wednesday's show. So we will. Uh, you're sounding a lot better, though. Yeah, my voice is. Uh, you're fine. Slowly coming back. It just transferred right over to me. So uh, we will. Uh, Set sail for the next four hours with you, uh, talking about a variety of different things and plenty of college basketball. Dave Velasquez, the uh, assistant coach to Brian Dutcher, runs the offense. He will join us at 2.40. So you Aztec fans, stick around for that. Uh, it was a great game. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's some Aztec fans, Tony, that are scratching their heads and saying, how come we're not blowing out, you know, the likes of UC Irvine? But maybe Brian Dutcher knew what he was talking about. I yeah. mean, a couple of things he said. One, we're going to have a hangover coming back from Maui. You can't get good practice time. It takes a while to readjust to being back in San Diego after a trip like that and after three games in three days, uh, even though they were played last week. You, your practice is not as good as you'd like it to be leading into this game. And the other fact, 
which UC Irvine proved, is that they're good. Yeah. They're good. As, I mean, as you yeah. said yesterday. Yeah, they're good. The 13-point spread was laughable, basically, as you watch this game. It was a nip and tuck the entire way. I think the Essex had a nine-point lead, was their largest lead, and that was in the uh, uh, early in the second half. So, anyway, uh, it came right down to the wire. And, you know, my way of thinking is this, Tony. If you're going to play a tough, close game against a, an underdog team, you may as well still win it in yeah, the end indeed. and then complain about the win rather than complaining about losing, and they very easily could have lost. Yeah, no, I was uh, I was a, a money last-second shot there by Michael Parrish. Um, it, it seems like those shots in years past don't go in, uh, but – from a moment it left his hand, at least he knew it was it was Bob. He didn't even watch no, it go he in. Didn't. He turned he, to go back up the floor. The other thing that stood out to me was yesterday you made the point that Coach Dutcher said, you know, one of their guards, as soon as he crosses half court, right. he's in range. And boy, boy, I, I, I assume that was D.J. Davis. D.J. Davis. As soon as he crossed half court, he was in range. Four of six from three. They he were, let a couple of them fly. They were, and they were able to, to sustain, you know, keep him at bay. He had 28. Uh, for for Irvine, but he could have had thirty eight if you gave him some more room. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's how good of a shooter that guy is. So uh, good win, though. It, yeah, it, it, nevertheless, it's a, a good win. I think it is a good win. I mean, you see, Irvine may not finish the year in the top twenty five, but don't be surprised if they find their way into the NCAA tournament by the time it's all said and done. And uh, you know, the Aztecs uh, held in, uh, got the victory on a night when uh, maybe they had a hangover. Maybe UC Irvine's just that good. Maybe the Aztecs aren't quite yet as good as we all dream them to be. And, uh, you know, look, another thing that Brian Dutcher has made very clear in the first month of the season, and we'll ask David Velasquez about this when he comes on, but you don't want to be playing your best basketball in November. No, November is not where championships are won. November is where you find out what you've got. You go into December. Schedule eases up a little bit. You're mostly at home in December. Get a lot of practice time and get yourself ready for Mountain West Conference play and hopefully peak in February or March because, you know, I don't think this Aztec team has peaked. If it has, then they probably aren't going to wind up being as good as we all hope that they are going to be, but I don't think they have peaked. I I can hear my dad's voice in my head right now. Uh, it, it, It was a saying he liked to use often. Can't you give you the exact colorful saying that he uh-huh. used to say, but it was something along the lines, a horse that does his business early doesn't do it long. And so he basically making the point in this case that, you know, as Chris said, you don't want to be playing your best basketball early in this in this season. You want it to be playing it towards the back end, much like saw the Padres play the best, their best baseball and the back end of the season. Can we go back. I'm sorry to your about dads? that, Frank. Real quick, uh, I know that that brings back oh, the Mets no, again. Oh no, poor but, Frank and his Mets. But yes, you know that is that's that's how it goes. Let's go revisit your dad's saying for a moment. <laughs> I, I know you can't speak it into exact existence, but it's pretty hilarious. Where did he get that <laughs> from? Know. Do you know? He used to say it all the time, especially yeah. as it pertains to baseball. Right? He you don't want to be playing your best baseball. You don't want to be swinging the bat the best. Although it's nice to get off to a great start, you want to finish right. And that was always the point he was making. So I can hear his voice in that kind of tie pitch yep. cackle laughing as he's saying it, but it's true. Yeah, well, the Aztecs hope it's true for sure. They're not playing their best yet, but they are still 5-2. and two. They will hang on to their ranking. And as said, as mentioned, uh, the schedule does get a little bit easier after uh, – 
you know, really a pretty tough gauntlet of games to open the season. I mean, you talk about BYU and Stanford yeah. ahead of the Maui Invitational. Then the three games in Maui. Remember, remember when Brian Dutcher said, I want to see how we do in these next five games. And uh, I think it was myself who cautioned, don't leave out that sixth game because yeah, you see your yeah, yeah, going to yeah. be a challenge. And uh, they certainly were last night. It, I, I tell you what, the the this is going. I think this was this schedule early will serve them so well when they get into the Mountain West. When you're going into those high altitude places, you're playing in some tough environments. This beginning of schedule, I, I would put it up against anybody's in the countries in terms of the amount of tough teams they've had to face. Um, in the course of this early portion of the season. Yeah, and they still have St. Mary's coming up in a neutral site game uh, a week from Saturday. And that, you know, St. Mary's is always good. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they're ranked right now. I don't think they are, but uh, St. Mary's always has a good basketball team. You uh, see San Diego, they're going to play them. Uh, they got five more games left before they get into conference play, the Aztecs do. And, you know, I think everybody says, well, we'll just sweep them all. And be ten and two, but there's still some work to be done. There's still sure. some work to be done. I want to highlight a couple of things about about the game. Um, that Irvine team obviously was well. I mean, they shot forty three percent in the first half. They shot forty five percent in the second half. For Aztec standards, yeah, that's a little high, you yeah. know. And, and so uh, it's a big portion, big reason why they were able to stay in that game. Now, on the flip side, you mentioned the hangover. Aztecs come out, they shoot thirty eight percent in the first half. They shoot fifty six percent in the second. They had half. to. They, I mean, they, they, they had t- to keep answering because yeah. Irvine kept scoring. Uh, Ziegler put it in his article that there's one stretch in the second half. Irvine scored on seven of eight possessions or something like that. And if the Aztecs weren't answering back at the other end, you know they might have they might have fallen too far behind. I, 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 th- I think for for the Aztecs, um, you continue to look at the nine players that played, you know, twelve minutes or more in that ball game. And you just continue to look at the type of depth they have that allows them to basically sustain that throughout the course of the game. Yeah. To be able to keep punching back when a team makes seven of eight in the possession and you just keep answering the call. Well, you know, you look at Jaden Ledee last night, no points in 13 minutes. Uh, did have three rebounds and three assists. And, you know, that that is part of the formula for victory. It's not just scoring the basketball. But, again, as you said, Tony, this team has so many weapons that it can afford Ladie to go scoreless and still find a way to win the game. Remember, early in the season, uh, it was Bradley, Matt Bradley, who was struggling, and Ladie was carrying the offensive load. So that's a, that's a very nice, uh, that's a very nice uh, situation to have if you're the Aztecs. And Micah Parrish really, I mean, not only that, Seiko hit a huge three just yeah, prior to that because yeah. they were down by two. Seiko hit the three to put them in the lead. Then they fell back behind by one, and then Parrish hit the three that ultimately won the game. So they both hit clutch threes, and guess what? Both guys come off the bench. But there they were at the end of the game hitting the clutch shots. It's nice to have those type of guys that you can lean on and and be able to keep the same level of play. It's not like the reserves come in and there's a drop-off by any stretch of the imagination. It, It pretty much stays the same, and... You know that that was a t- that was a good win. I, I I'll continue to say. Yeah, that. I'm going to say it's a good win too. Uh, I I'm not going to really listen to the naysayers who say, well, the Aztecs shouldn't be struggling with the likes of a UC Irvine. They absolutely can be struggling with the likes of a UC Irvine. But I I have a feeling if these teams played together again, you know, two or three months down the road, you know, the Aztecs are going to get a whole lot better. They'd be in a better situation, more well rested. 
probably win the game a little easier. But you know what? They found a way to get it done last night. So uh, good for the Aztecs. They go to 5-2, and two, as I said. And uh, I think next up is Occidental College, Tony. Is that this weekend? I am not going to overly worry about that game. That is Friday night coming up their next and contest. Troy is, is another matchup. I'm Troy they've is, got next week. is a pretty good, pretty tough matchup. So Another team that has uh, put a scare into some ranked teams already this year. So, yeah, I mean, look, the other kids on the other teams are trying too. I, people forget <laughs> yeah. that. You know, they, they just think these teams come in here to take their beating and go home. And, uh, you know, DJ Davis wasn't having any of that last night. He was there to win that game for UC Irvine, and he nearly – Pulled it off. Uh, Baker hit a couple of key shots for them as well. So good basketball last night. Uh, we will talk to uh, Dave Velasquez, the Aztecs assistant coach, in about a half an hour. We're also going to uh, shine the light on the Aztec women's basketball team. They have a crosstown matchup coming up tomorrow night at UC San Diego. And uh, their sharp uh, shooter, uh, Mercedes Staples, will be on the program in the 3 o'clock hour. Tony, do not get into a game of horse with Mercedes Staples, unless you're going to bring some of your circus shots to the table because <laughs> she's you stand down out there shooter, and shoot huh? jumper, she's going to wipe you out. Yeah, she's uh, she's a 44% shooter from the three-point arc, so uh, she'll be joining us a little bit later in the program. Frank's got a daily gambit lined up today. He's also going to come back with another big five, and we'll have our regular features along with that, Chris versus the fans, and uh, all the rest of it between now and 6 o'clock. Tony Gwynn yeah, Do you miss, by the way, not doing three to seven? No, I don't. Right? That seemed, I, when, the, when we made that change, I thought I'd never get used to it. I hated it when it first right. happened. I'm not going to lie. Hated I hated it. I hated the it's idea. Like, I can't get up. I can't get out of bed this early. <laughs> no, I, I, I like it. it. You end up with, at least for me, getting home with some, some young kids. I get a chance to, there's not like close to the bedtime by the time I get home. So. Some actual time I get to hang out. A little more time with the family. Uh, I know that that our listeners had a time where they were struggling with it because a lot of them drive home between 6 and 7 and right. enjoy listening to the right. final hour of the show. The good news, though, is that you can always uh, just play it whenever you want to, right? You download everything on the Odyssey app or go to our website, 97.3thefansd.com, and you can play whatever part of the show you want to on your way home. So if you do go home from 6 to 7, still want to listen to Gwen and Chris, just download the podcast. That will take care of you. All right. Uh, when we come back, as the show gets underway here, uh, get to get into the World Cup. Uh, today was Mexico's turn to try to make a run into the knockout stage. Of course, yesterday the United States got it done. Mexico came up a little short, but it was not without some great drama today. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk about uh, Viva Mexico when we come back uh, here on Gwen and Chris. Some World Cup chat for you. As we get underway for a Wednesday, good to have you with us, Chris and Tony and Frank. And an Italian pizza in there somewhere on 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Nineteen on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Sello, Frank Medigazzi with us today. Filling in for... Uh, Frank who? Did I say your last name wrong, Frank? You got it. I think you got it right. Medigazzi? Marchese. 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 Put an extra syllable sorry. in there. <laughs> I'm sorry. You made him sound even more Italian than he is. You Frank Marchese. That, yes. Uh, with us here for... Marchese. <laughs> filling in for <laughs> Matt Scravey. Uh, as we mentioned before we went to break, uh, it was a little tension today in, in World Cup. Group C, I believe it was. Group C, Argentina, yes. Poland, Mexico, and Saudi Arabia all finished their group today. And there was, uh, Chris, there was some crazy circumstances that could have had two or three or maybe even four different scenarios of teams of groups of two going in yeah mexico had a lot of different ways that they could get in but they basically needed a minor miracle uh the first thing they needed was for poland to beat argentina that wasn't going to happen because argentina won two to nil so with argentina winning the only way mexico could then get in was to beat saudi arabia by three because now we're talking about goal differential, goal differential, and all of that stuff, and so they were they were z- uh, nil nil at halftime, and then in the second half, Mexico came right out, scored two goals in the first like five minutes. So now they had like an hour left to try to, to get, get that one th- that, that more third goal one. to advance, and two chances were called back. Two two goals were scored, both were called back on offside. They had another at least half dozen good opportunities, just could not get that third goal and then right at the very tail end of the match uh, Saudi Arabia scored so that didn't at that point it was it was it didn't matter so Mexico comes up short and it's bid to reach the knockout stage and Poland even though it got beat by Argentina they move on to face France now, now the Ar- in the, uh, the, Argent- in the next round the Argentina game was interesting because uh, it wasn't it didn't seem like that was one of Messi's best performances he got a a, a penalty kick Saved. Stopped, yeah. Um, and it was really the young guys uh, coming through. Uh, Mac Allister had a goal for Argentina, and I believe uh, Alvarez was the other young player they had that that was able to have a, a nice, classy goal there to put them up 2-0. And um, after a scare, losing to Saudi Arabia in the first match, yes, Argentina they, they find safely, their way in. They're safely through. Uh, but you know what? The biggest winner out of that group is still Saudi Arabia because every guy in the Rolls team Royce, got a Rolls Royce. Me? Not even close. I can't believe that story. 
Yeah, no. Just I mean, for beating Argentina, the what was it, the Emir of Saudi Arabia, yeah. or the Premier or the whoever it is, it's got a ton of money. The top, the top, the top cat. The right? top cat. Yeah, um, bought every guy in the team of Rolls Royce. The uh, so you know they didn't really have to worry about playing for much more. They already got their prize. No, <laughs> that is true. They, they did. Uh, they did come out well. Uh, it's also further proof that everywhere outside of the United States. Soccer's a pretty big deal. Yeah. I mean, it's just a big enough deal for a whole team of full, full, uh, Rolls Royces. Not seeing Joe Biden buy anybody a car. No, I don't think that's happening. I don't Pulisic, think that's not going to get a car from Joe Biden. No, but they're still playing, though. So who knows what, what could happen down that's the right. line. That's right. Maybe Pulisic uh, comes off the uh, injury list and... Scores a hat trick. He Get does, a little hattie. He does say uh, next match. He's going to the Netherlands. He does say he's going to be available. If he for says that he's match. going to play, then I think he's going to play. Now right? I know. I mean, you got to have that mindset. Well, we had some. Uh, I believe Delana Donovan spoke to our guys in the morning uh, today uh, about from uh, Qatar. Is he was he there? I don't think he's there. Oh, he's broadcasting from here. I think they're broadcasting from. Oh, is he are. there? Oh no, excuse he me. He is there. All right then. Yeah, because I saw him on the Mexico broadcast today. I didn't see him. I heard him. I was questioning the whole time if they were actually there, but they are actually there, huh? All right. Evidently so. Evidently. Uh, yeah, so we're going to try to try to finagle a way to get some of those guys on here. I know uh, know our, our, our esteemed uh, boss, Adam Klug, has provided us uh, with some contact. So we're going to try to get some of those guys on here and, and talk a little World Cup down the, and later on in the week. Obviously, the match is on Saturday, so... Um, that'll uh, hopefully get done. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, we got the. I see that your one of your games got flexed there, man. The Dolphins. Dolphins and Chargers get flexed to the Sunday night game next week. Was that what? So, was that what you and Scraby were talking about? No, we were talking about this week because we want the Dolphins 49ers game to get flexed to take out the Cowboys. But That's as I told Scraby, <laughs> the Cowboys are never going to be flexed out of a Sunday night game. They could be zero and sixteen, and they would keep the Cowboys in a Sunday night slot because of their ratings. So. Yeah, we got Colts, Cowboys this Sunday night, but the following Sunday night instead of the and it is interesting because Chiefs are playing. We're originally scheduled, so they're taking Patrick Mahomes out of prime time because they're playing Denver, and they just don't want that mismatch. Even though it's Russell Wilson, I mean that's how far Denver's fallen. They're taking him out of a prime time game and putting in Miami uh, Chargers. Speaking of Les Ride, I um, saw that I read that his 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 beautiful wife Sierra. Uh, Threw him a birthday party, yeah, and only half of the team showed up. Only half, yes. You don't find that to be okay? Um, it's not. Bad. I guess it is okay. I it's guess it bad. is okay. I guess it. Is. I think it's just, under the circumstances. It, it it seems like it's a bigger deal, but you know what? Now that you put it that way, it probably isn't. Evidently, it was their off day when they had the birthday party, and so a lot of guys had excuses to miss it, but. Yeah, look, I mean, the whole Denver Broncos situation is not pretty. I mean, I I don't think there can be an argument about that. You've got you defensive get- linemen yelling at Russell Wilson. The coach doesn't know what he's doing. And do you think that gets written because of how they're playing? Do you I think, think that's getting written? Do you think that's even lousy journalism? The, mm. You know, just trying to drum up some dirt, Damn. even though there's probably no dirt really to be drummed up. They got me on that one. They got me on that's that the one. That's the way I feel. See, about I, it. I I think I you, this, see. I'm I'm human. You can fall into that trap. Well, Scraby's not here. Somebody has to fall into those traps. <laughs> I got to fill in Scraby's shoes. Is that he would have fallen into that one for sure. He yeah. would have had a, that as a big five topic. But 
I, I don't know. I mean, the, the no, Broncos you're right. are. I mean, you're right. You've been on winning teams. You've been on losing teams. You're three and eight. Nothing sounds right. No. I mean, nobody's going to be getting along well. Coaches aren't going to be getting along with any players. Players aren't going to be getting along with the media. Not getting along with each other. That's that's three and eight. That's what it does to you. It wipes you out completely. And I mean, we talked about winning is always a team thing. Everybody comes together when yeah, you win. Yeah. Losing is a personal thing. Everybody takes that home with and by themselves, and it does. It it it, it has a way of dividing you know teams up. I mean, just think about how you know when the Padres weren't playing that well, and and how many times we heard um, that it didn't look like they cared out there. Uh, you know, we heard that at least <laughs> once a week. So. I get you know as again you, you you fall you see these headlines pop on your phone, and in your mind you you internalize them and it's only because of of their three and eight and, yeah. and the 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 visuals we've seen along with that three and eight the same people that were uh, begging beyond hope that Manny Machado was going to win the NL MVP were the exact same people who were whining about the fact that he didn't run out a ground ball mm. in mid July. You know, in the bottom of the second inning of a scoreless game, same people. Yeah, no, because right. the Padres would lose that day, and they'd be, well, Manny doesn't care, <laughs> right? And then right. at the end, Manny's the greatest leader I've ever seen. He, he carried the MVP. team all by himself. He's got to be the MVP. Yeah. So it's funny how that works. Yeah, yeah it, it really is. Funny. Uh, in other NFL news, seems like um, my Deshaun, guy. Deshaun Watson. He didn't even have to say his name, and I knew you were about to say it just <laughs> by did. the way you paused. Because <laughs> I think you have to pause before you, you say his name, right? Yeah, I mean, it seems like it. Um, he, he's pretty quiet, but his yeah. teammates, and this is where this kind of can get complicated. His teammates now are having to answer the questions that yes, they he's do. not around to answer for. Yeah, he was supposed to speak. Apparently, uh, Wednesday is a day for the starting quarterback to speak to the media, but he did not can understand that but as you said tony that means that nick chubb's got to answer questions and that means that amari cooper's got to answer questions and cornerback denzel ward had to say he's a great player you can't go wrong with great players i think everybody's trying to just say something nice without getting getting into, into it, it. yeah because there's this there's no way to get into the situation Without it getting messy, if you're answering a question, Nick Chubb's response was, we're all excited. We've waited a long time for him to come back. You know that that's, They're going to do their best to keep it football. But they're going to get tired of getting uh, asked about it. 100%. Why wouldn't you get tired of asking about it? I mean, why do I have to answer about this? I didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. That's part of the deal that the Browns no, I mean, made when they you know, brought him in. The reality is... Yes, when he gets there, though, people the, the the media will ask him questions, but they're still going to get questions about it, even when Absolutely. he's there, and it's just going to continue. And, and they're not going to like it. No, eventually There's you no get tired. No way of they're going to like it. Eventually you get tired, especially if you're losing football games. And I'm not to say that they're going to lose more football games, but I'm just saying, like, all of that plays a part in, into your into your happiness being in the situation you're in. Pretty soon you're going to get an answer like. Can we please talk about football? Right, right. Or, or you're going to get like a a more aggressive version of go talk to him about it. Yeah, you know, because that's yeah. Go that, ask him. That inevitably is what it leads to. So yeah, we'll see how that all unfolds. I mentioned earlier uh, that oh, you know what? No, we'll have uh, we have David Velasquez coming on here. Yeah, in the next segment, we're going to talk a little bit of Aztec basketball. We'll get his take on if 
Irvine was should have been a 13-point underdog going into that game. I'm sure he won't answer that, but more Gwen and Chris on the way. Close last night. Got out of there by the skin of there. Chinny chin chin. Micah Parrish with a three-point shot from the corner to win it. 72-69 over UC Irvine. Welcome back to Gwen and Chris. 2.36 is the time. Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr. Together in our Odyssey Palace studios. Frank, what's Marquezzi. your last name? Macaroni. So, yeah, Tony got it right. Minikazi. Like Manikazi. I said, <laughs> like I said during the break, my name changes it. Depending upon what time I'm here, I think, so yeah, I think that's why I just go with Big Frank. Then I don't have to worry about. Well, it. you know, I did. I played it safe yesterday. I stayed with with Big Frank, and then yeah, you did. I tried to step out on the ledge there, and that's why Sometimes I played it, it safe. Sometimes <laughs> the limb breaks. It's all good. David Velasquez, the uh, Aztecs assistant basketball coach, is set to join us uh, shortly in this segment. Uh, Aztecs at five and two, still ranked uh, in the number twenty four spot in the uh, national rankings, and uh, you know. Like I said, well, we'll see what the coach has to say, but I think that was much about Irvine being good and maybe some of the Aztecs having a hangover, but mostly about UC Irvine just being pretty good. Yeah, no. We'll I mean, it's not impossible for UC Irvine to be good. You know, they beat Oregon by, well, they led by 27 and they end up winning by 15, something like that. And they were 6-1 and one coming in. So We'll get a chance to ask Coach Velasquez about it. For see sure. what he thinks about how the way his team played last night. It just, that when, if you watched any of that game, it it looked like Irvine was a was a good team. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't. It wasn't like the Aztecs came out and played horribly. But no, you said they shot fifty six percent in the second half. Yeah. The Aztecs did. There's nothing wrong with that. No, and they and they had to have a th- last second three to to get that game. Yeah. So uh, anyway, it's a win. And uh, you move on and uh, try to get better. That's uh, the mantra of November. What'd your dad say? <laughs> a horse that does his business early doesn't do it long. Doesn't do it for long. <laughs> ah, nice to hear from uh, Tony Gwynn Sr. <laughs> on the program today. Uh, all right. Uh, we have uh, David Velasquez coming up shortly. We're waiting on him. Uh, he's scheduled to join us in a couple minutes, so he's not late. Excuse me, Daily Gambit in the 3 o'clock hour along with Mercedes Staples, the sharpshooter from the Aztecs women's basketball team. Speaking of sharpshooting, USD earned a uh, sharpshooting win uh, a couple of nights ago over Longwood and that made the uh, Sports Center top 10. Good for them. Walk off. Walk off three after Longwood hit a three to tie the game in the final seconds. USD, uh, Steve Lavin disdained the timeout and they raced down the court and uh, launched a three and won the won the ball game and made the uh, Sports Center top ten. So good. USD's doing a lot of good things now. Don't forget their women's volleyball team is still ranked number two in the nation. Wait, what? And getting ready to start the NCAA tournament. I this did Thursday not know night. that. Yeah, the USD women's volleyball team. Let me repeat that is ranked number two in the nation. Wow. And Shout they out have to a, the Toreros, yeah, they have but a tw- women's volleyball team. Yeah, they have a 24-match winning streak going into the NCAA tournament. Now, this is how much love from the tournament committee, Tony. They are a number two seed in their own region. 
So even though they're number two overall in the nation, they still are number two. They're still a number two seed in the uh, region that they're in. Stanford is the number one seed in the West, and USD is a number two seed. But that's good enough for USD to get to play home. I about to say at least they get. I guess that's the trade off, right? Yeah, you get to be a number two seed, but you get to play. They will be at home on Thursday night. I think they're playing Northern Colorado, if I'm not mistaken in the first round of the NCAA tournament. So good luck to uh, the USD women's volleyball team having an unbelievable season. And uh, they think they can win it all. So hopefully they can. Uh, The San Diego State men's basketball team, they think they can win it all, but that's still a long way off. And joining us right now, entering his 21st season at San Diego State, 10th as an assistant basketball coach, David Velasquez joins us. Coach, how are you today? I'm doing well. I'm doing a lot better because Mike and Paris hit that big shot at the end of the game. To, uh, <laughs> yeah, night. it's amazing how one shot can change everybody's outlook on things. And, uh, you know, Tony and I have been talking about this. I mean, you know, I, I think some of the naysayers are going to say, <clears throat> excuse me, say, you know, the Essex had a hangover and they got to play better than that against teams like UC Irvine. Tony and I say, wait a minute now, you know, UC Irvine's just a good team. I mean, you know, they they played you guys tough. How much of it was them? How much of it was you guys last night that it was such a close game? You know, watching the film today, uh, watching a little bit last night, I, I think a lot of it had to do as much with them as it was with us. But at the same time, we have a lot of improvement to be made. And, you know, we have too many lapses on both sides of the ball, too many what we call empty possessions, turnovers, careless with the ball, and then defensively too many easy mistakes that we know we're, we shouldn't do, but we do. And you see, Irvine credit them. They made us pay on every mistake we felt like we made, you know. And I, I think uh, what DJ Davis, number twenty-two, did for them last night—the shots he hit were even more impressive on film than what they looked like in person. He made some crazy Steph Curry deep shots, and, and he played really well last night. So credit to Irvine, but at the same time, we have a lot of improvements to make. Coach Velasquez, one of the things we've heard Coach Dutcher mention is, is you don't necessarily want to be playing your best basketball in November. You want to be playing it closer to March, into March. Where is this team at defensively compared to what we've seen, you know, over the last 10, 12 years in this in this program? Well, to be honest with you, they're, they're where everybody else has been in November. The thing about our defense is it just grows and grows. And, and you know, it's, a lot of it is through repetition, uh, through attrition, just they get better and better out there. I'll never forget Trey Pullen when was one of our worst defenders when he played here. We went thirty and two. You know he was one of the worst defenders we had on our team last year. He's by far one of the best defenders on the entire Mount West, mm-hmm. let alone on our team. So again, it just takes reps. It takes a lot of concentration. It takes a lot of uh, execution and at practice, and then taking it over into games. I mean, we do we we defend at such an elite level. A lot of it, which is hard for the new guys like Tremel and. Mm-hmm and Micah Paris, which have done a great job adjusting, is we change our scouting report every single game. We don't just say, okay, this is how we guard, this is what we do. We've guarded UC Irvine different than we guard Arkansas. Arkansas we guard different than Arizona. Arizona we guard different than Ohio State. You know, we're very scouting report driven on how we defend. And over time, after you have had a few of the same type of Mm. scouting reports, guys get very comfortable. Makes sense. Coach Velasquez, uh, it says your responsibilities here. I'm uh, reading from the Go Aztecs website here. It says your responsibilities to the program include recruiting, off-court coaching, skill development, and academics. It doesn't say anywhere in there that you are partly responsible at all for the schedule. 
<laughs> I, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. You guys played just such an amazingly tough schedule in November. Now it's over. You're going to ease a little bit into November, uh, December, but I know you won't overlook anybody, but only, I think, five home games until you start conference play, so a lot of practice time. How much is this schedule in November going to wind up being beneficial? That was a huge reason we we all put this together, you know. And I like to we like to uh, mess with Matt Soria, who is responsible for the schedule. But we we all have a say, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, we all we all we all have a a, uh, a voice when it comes to the schedule. But we all thought we were going to have a pretty good, a really good team this year. To be honest, we're old, we're mature. We have a lot of guys that have been in this program for a long time, and we knew that these games in November one we'd be ready for by November. Because you never want to do that with the, all these new pieces and all these new young guys. You would never want to say, okay, you'll be ready in November. We were confident we'd be ready in November to play that schedule. And then number two is, you know, playing those type of games, the games even we had last night, but especially the games in Maui, at Stanford, BYU, I mean, these type of games, I mean, they really do prepare you for the big league games that you're going to have. And then obviously you're going to get want to prepare yourself for March. And, you know, we have such – you know, when Chris Ello and I, we first started here together at San Diego State, you guys mentioned 21 <laughs> years. He's going, I mean, he probably remembers the parade we had when we just went to the first NCAA tournament. Oh, yeah. And what a big deal it was. And now it's, you know, the, the goals have changed. The expectations have changed. It's, we are playing a few of these games to prepare us for the end of the season for March Madness and to, to advance in March Madness. I mean, it's no secret. We talk about it with our guys all the time, and we have got to grow our games. We have got to improve every single day. So that when March comes around, that we are, like you said, playing our best basketball. But at the same time, we've been through different battles throughout the year that have prepared us for whatever we're going to see because it's such a matchup issue when you get to the NCAA tournament. You never know what you're going to see. So you want to make sure that you're prepared for whoever you end up playing. Yeah, there's no doubt that you guys have raised the bar uh, in our program here at San Diego State. Coach Dave Velasquez joins us here on the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Coach Vasquez, say, take peel the curtain back for a little for us a little bit because you know we heard that going into last night's game how difficult it could be because of the hangar coming in hangover coming in from uh, Hawaii. What makes that such a difficult task to to pull off and then go out and and find a way to win a basketball game? You know that's a you know that's that's a great question because to me I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you. We got back. So we, you play three days and three three games in three days, and then you have the entire Thursday off in Maui, which is you just need to do that. I mean, we have a great Thanksgiving dinner as a as a team, you know, get to hang out by the pool and just enjoy Maui for one day. You're there from Saturday to Friday, so you're there a long time, and that does take an adjustment. The real adjustment with Maui was it's just the the sleep patterns and, and you know the time different change and, and making you know you get done with the game at nine thirty, you might be playing at twelve o'clock the next day, mm. so. You know, that's the Maui Invitational itself is hard, but the hangover part of it, you, you, you hang out all day Thursday, and then Friday basically is the entire day of travel. You know, just to give you guys context, we left uh, the hotel at 8.30 a.m. in Maui time, and we didn't get back to campus, I believe, until about 7.30 p.m. Just with all the – you're traveling six, over 60 people, and it was uh, we were fortunate to charter back on a plane. But, mm. they, you know, they didn't come back, so that's, so that's Thursday – hangout day friday travel day saturday sunday monday i mean guys we had three of our best practices we had all year okay. i couldn't wait to play last night i was excited i didn't i didn't i didn't think we'd have any issues and i you know i think that's more of a um, a media narrative 
to be honest. Okay. Uh, I know I know it's hard after, and Coach Dutcher's believes in it. But to me, our three days of practice were really good, well done. And I thought Irvine, like you guys said a few minutes ago, I thought Irvine just played really well, and we weren't quite. We were obviously not not functioning at, at an elite level on both ends of the floor, but we found a way to get it done. And you know, I, I was very impressed and. I, I'd, I'd be remiss not to say that without our fans, without a crowd, I mean, VA Hockey mm. Freedom was rocking last night. I mean, for us to come home after those games in Maui and get to play in front of a home crowd like that, they helped us win, and there's no secret to it. David Velasquez is with us from the Aztecs uh, men's basketball team. Coach, you talked <clears throat> excuse me, talked about Tremel, and uh, you got Ladie uh, playing uh, key minutes and Micah Parrish, of course, all new to this program. How do you get everybody to play the kind of defense that you need them to play? I mean, uh, Keyshawn Johnson was uh, Keyshawn Johnson was on the show a couple of weeks ago, and we kept trying to talk to him about his dunking, and all he wanted to answer was about his defense. And I said, "Man, these coaches have really done a great job with these kids getting them to believe in the right stuff, because that's music to a coach's ears. The kids want to play defense. I mean, can you recruit kids that are like that, or are you able to develop that?" A little bit of both. I think a little bit of both. We have to do a lot of homework in, uh, in, who, in finding out who these guys are. Someone's coached them along the way. You know, a lot of guys know them. People have coached them. We've done really well with transfers on saying, okay, yes to that guy, no to that guy. Because you got to have buy-in. And um, I think a big thing with us is we're incredibly honest in the recruiting process. You know, all those three guys that you heard from, we, we also told them, the way to get on the floor at San Diego State is to defend. We're going to let you play your game offensively. We're going to try to expand your game offensively. We're going to try to put you in the best positions. You're never going to have to look over your shoulder and, and think, was that a good shot or bad shot? You're going to play with the ultimate freedom on offense. But defensively, we're going to hold you to a very high standard. Hmm. And if you expect to play here and help us win here, then you're going to have to defend at that level. And, all, and, and when you have that in the recruiting process, it's, it's no surprise when you get here and we're holding them to that standard. They haven't heard anything different. And I think that's been huge. And the other thing is everybody else that's been on our team before, you could talk to former guys, like when Xavier Thames came and spent the whole first week uh, of our season, he was with us. I mean, he, that's all he would talk about with the players. And that goes back, I mean, he was here from 2010 to 2014. And he's telling the guys that are, that are here now in 2022 about how important defending is at San Diego State and how you got to take pride in it, how you got to have some fun with it. And then that's, you know, the same thing that Nathan Minson is telling Jaden Ledee. Mm. The same thing Adam Seiko is telling Darion Trammell. I mean, it's, again, it's just, being honest is being truthful and then having them understand what's expected out of them. And fortunately we've had great buy-in from not just the, the new guys that have come in this year, but from the guys that are, that have came back. And again, we have so much room to grow, especially defensively. I'm, I'm we were just talking about it as a staff. I mean, there's just so many things we're going to get better at, but that's what November's for. That's why it's non-conference basketball. And that's why we've seen those coach Dutcher teams since he became the head coach. I mean, his teams do play the best basketball towards the middle of January into, into through February. It's it's, uh, it's special, but it's, a lot of it has to do with the de- de- defensive side of the ball. Coach, last one for me. Obviously, we talk a lot about uh, the defense, that uh, this defensive potential for this team and what they've been in the past, but it's it's hard to not notice the firepower you guys have on offense this year. Where, where do you think the ceiling is offensively for this ball club? And to be honest with you guys, we just need to play like we practice. I'm still waiting for that day where we, we go out there and we show what, what it looks like when we get to see it every day. And, mm. You know, again, the, 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 you know, when the lights come on, I mean, I think it's, again, it's early in the season. 
You know, I, we still, you guys still haven't seen what we've seen with Jaden Ladee. You know, Micah Parrish has shown flashes. Uh, Darren Trammell has had a couple games. You know, Matt Bradley, I, you know, compared to who Matt Bradley's usually been, he's, yeah, he's had some good games, but he's nowhere near what he, he's capable of yet. And it just goes on and on. I mean, Nathan Mitzer, thank goodness, last night he came ready to go. He, he won us the game with his 18 points. And so there's just so much. The day that we're all clicking and, and we have, like you said, so much firepower offensively is the day that we're going to say, wow, this team could be really, really special. And, again, it's, it's a process, and it's, and it's part of the growing pains that you have throughout any season, and especially a season that we have high expectations for ourselves and the fans have the same high expectations for us. And we expect to continue to grow, and I know we will. Coach, we always love having you on the show, and uh, you guys, you and uh, Coach Dutcher always provide us with great insight. I know us Aztec fans really want to dig deep and find out a little bit about everything on this basketball team. We live and die with just about every possession. So uh, thanks so much for the time, and uh, appreciate it. Good luck in December, and uh, we'll catch up to you soon, hopefully before conference play. Thanks, Coach. Oh, thank you guys for having me. Go Aztec. There he goes, uh, David Velasquez, the assistant uh, basketball coach to Brian Dutcher there at San Diego State. Yeah, I, 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 hey, like, I tell you what, uh, Coach Velasquez, he he's, seems he's like, sharp, he man. seems like he, he might have a, a head coaching job in his yeah. in his future one of these days. Well, he's been on the bench. Uh, he played in the program as kind of the last guy off the bench for a few years and then uh, became the uh, graduate student assistant for six years. You know, under Steve Fisher and Brian Dutcher, not ten years, but yeah, he's he's got it together, man. Their their attitude is fantastic. You you weren't here the day we had Keyshawn Johnson on, and then we kept trying to get him to you know talk about his high flying offense, and he just kept telling bringing the conversation back, back to, to defense. Deep, huh? And I was like, man, that's these coaches have these kids definitely definitely where they want them. So it's 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 uh it's actually good to hear him say that they're nowhere close to where they can be both defensively and offensively yeah it almost felt like it almost felt like in some ways he's not even paying attention to what they look like or how they're necessarily clicking on all cylinders at this point just looking for them to go out and execute and play good basketball because as the year goes on it sounds like he expects his team to fully get to be a different looking team than they look right now. Yeah, and uh, you know the other thing that he said was interesting was that every mistake they made last night, yeah, UC Irvine, Irvine took pay. advantage. Yeah. So that tells you that Irvine's a pretty good team too, because you can sometimes get away with making some mistakes against obviously. bad teams for sure. Against bad teams, they're not going to take advantage of it. You see, Irvine did, and that's what made it such a great game last night. Seventy-two to sixty-nine was the final score. And uh, with the daily gambit coming up, uh, we point out once again the thirteen-point spread was laughable. And, it was. I mean, there, it, the game, it didn't feel uh, right, but you know, it never even got close. No, to uh, it was nip and tuck all game, pretty much. Yeah, and and, and then of course at the end it was uh, it was UC Irvine that had a lead. So yeah, that thirteen. If you bet UC Irvine plus a thirteen last night, you were feeling pretty cozy the entire way. weren't feeling feeling too cozy if you were an Aztec fan, but. Micah Parrish made it all turn out right with that jumper at the end. All right. Good stuff. David Velasquez joined us on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. This is them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall Chevrolet. Find new roads. We'll come back with uh, hour number two of Gwen and Chris. Stick around. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.